Ready? Uh, yes. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast, It Should Go Without Saying. I'm your host, Andrew Lewis, and it is an exciting time because this weekend, starting Monday morning in Qatar, is the FIFA World Cup 2022. Unusual start time for the World Cup this year, coming in November, December, the middle of the European season, as opposed to its traditional time slot in June, July. But here we are, and we're ready to go. It starts Monday morning Australian time. And joining me to talk about the FIFA World Cup is our resident football, budding football expert, Patrick Lewis. How are you doing, Patrick? I'm going well, Andrew. Thank you. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the groups, and we're going to pick who we think is going to finish where in each group, and then we'll try and pick a winner for you. Okay, so... Traditionally, uh, in Group A in a World Cup are the hosts. So we have Qatar. They play the first match of the FIFA World Cup on Monday morning at 3 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And that is against Ecuador. But also in their group are probably two of the higher... Probably the two higher profile teams in that group. The Netherlands and Senegal. Senegal have suffered a key injury... Without saying my name. On the, uh, yes, on the cusp of the World Cup, the sort of problems you have having a World Cup that's 10 days after a league matches have been played in Europe. So Sadio Mane is named in the squad, but word is today that he won't play in the first couple of group matches. So um, they've got the Netherlands first up. Um, the Netherlands, for all you Liverpool fans listening, have Virgil van Dijk as well as some other high-profile players and... Um, most recently made a world... And the only team in this group who have made a World Cup final. They've made three World Cup finals and haven't won any of them. Patrick, um, who do you think... Uh, what do you what do you think about this group? It looks like... It looks like maybe one of the weaker groups with um, Senegal, Ecuador and Qatar. Well, first I've got the Netherlands with seven points. Yep. Senegal then with... Ecuador third and Qatar last. They both have one point. Okay, well, I haven't done the point totals, but I have the Netherlands winning that group, followed by Senegal. I think I almost had Ecuador ahead of Senegal with the Mane injury, but they do have some other talent, Senegal. They've got Sa. Mendy in goal. They've got some good attackers at Saar of Watford. Koulibaly's a pretty Koulibaly, strong defender. Koulibaly, who is now at Chelsea. So they've got some players playing in some pretty high-profile leagues around the world as well. Ecuador have power too. Don't forget Castillo. He's a very good midfielder. Mm. And uh, Qatar are the hosts in their first World Cup. They've never qualified for a World Cup. Otherwise, so uh, you know they're, they're, they're probably the rank outsiders to do anything. But um, you never know what's going to happen with the hosts. Only... One host has ever failed to get out of the group at a World Cup. Can you tell me which one it was? It was South Africa in 2010. Yes, and they, I think they won their first game of the tournament, So, um, but didn't get through anyway. Um, I'm Russia got through. Mm, and, of course, famously, in terms of the host punching above their weight in 2002, the South Koreans who hosted the 2002 World Cup with Japan, the South Koreans made the semi-final. Not many people had them finishing in that spot, in that uh, competition, ended up finishing fourth in the 2002 World Cup. So anything can happen. It's a wide open group to a certain extent for that second spot, but can't see Netherlands missing out. Get it yeah. from getting out of that group. Group they B, Depay, well, they do have Depay, Wijnaldum. Well, Wijnaldum's hurt, so... Um, no, Wijnaldum, that's... 
but they have some other high-profile players as well. De, De Vrij. Um Anyway, on to Group B. We're a very interesting group with three very famous English-speaking countries and another country that doesn't get on well with any of them. So we've got England, the United States of America, Wales, and Iran. And this is a sneaky, tough group. All of these teams ranked in the top 20 in the world at the moment on the FIFA World Rankings. That's... How have you got this group finishing up, Patrick? Well, first I've got England with all nine points. Second... Wales with four points, then the US Iran with nil. Iran, traditionally a very tough team to play. They were in a group with, uh, I think, Portugal and Spain at the last World Cup, and uh, that went right down to the last minutes of the last group games. I've got Iran on the bottom as well, but I could easily see them getting out of the group. Hard to see England not getting out of the group despite the possible... Uh, possible booby traps that are, that are comprised in this group. I've got the USA coming second and then Wales third. USA probably a slightly deeper team than the Welsh. Um, last hurrah for Gareth Bale finally qualifying for a World Cup. So good to see him playing there. But he is in the swan song of his career. He'll be playing against a lot of players in that America game who he plays against and with in Major League Soccer, having just completed the season there for LAFC. Um your thoughts on England? Are they a genuine chance to win the World Cup? Because obviously, there's a lot, of, always a lot of talk about England not uh, not I... performing up to standard. They've had a very good last couple of tournaments under Gareth Southgate. They finished fourth in 2018 at the World Cup, and then in 2021 at the Euros, they came second but lost in a penalty shootout. So yes, Italy should have been a man down. Yeah, and Italy. Um, Italy won that Euros in between missing out on two World Cup qualifications. Yes. The Italians are not here. Um, so what do you think about the English? Have they got the squad uh, uh, yeah. and, and the I guess, the system to win a World Cup and finally, as they say, bring, it, bring football home? Yes. England haven't been very good in the past years. You know, coming fourth is good, but losing to Croatia. What players are Croatia? They have Luka Modric. Yeah, he's good, but he's a midfield. Do they have any really good forwards except Perisic? Well, Rak- well Rakitic is Croatian as well, but he's a midfielder. Um, yeah, so Mandzukic, who played for Juventus and some other teams. So that was a pretty yeah. strong Croatian team. I don't um, necessarily disagree with your argument that England should be thinking about beating Croatia in those sort of matches, but Croatia are a very tough team in their own right. So... Yes. Well, I have England making the quarterfinals. Usually you'd think, oh, they go better. But if, you know, they're playing... If you play France in the quarterfinals, who just won the last World Cup, you wouldn't be like, oh, we'll beat them easy. France are a really tough team. I have France winning the... Fair enough. So, spoiler alert for those who don't want to listen to the end of the podcast. We'll move on to Group C. There is a World Cup winner in this group. It is Argentina. A lot of... Uh, sentimental favouritism here for Argentina going to this World Cup with Lionel Messi might possibly playing in his last World Cup. Um, He had just last year won his first major trophy with the Argentinian team when they finally won the Copa America. Hadn't won it in a long time. Hadn't won it while Messi was playing for them. They're in a group with Poland, who of course have Lewandowski. Mexico, who have made it a a regular habit um, in World Cups to get out of the group but not get into the quarterfinals. And Saudi Arabia, who were in Australia's qualification group um, in the Asian Confederation and uh, finished above them 
in that qualification uh, process, uh, sending Australia into the rapid charges, as it were, to qualify through another way. So, yes. um, I've uh, who have you got finishing where in this group, Patrick? Well, I've got Argentina finishing first with all nine points. Yep. Poland finishing second, only losing to Argentina. Saudi Arabia and Mexico, Saudi Arabia third, Mexico fourth, both with one point. You know, I guess gold events. Okay, so Mexico, I normally... Um, Mexico, as I said, normally get out of the group. Um, it, but um, Poland, a very, very uh, talented team and a very good tournament team. So um, I've got the same teams in the same order. Hard to see Saudi Arabia fishing anywhere but last in that group. They just don't have the players that the other three teams have. But Mexico don't we've win. seen stronger Argent- probably a stronger Argentinian team eight years ago when they made the World Cup final, but just a lot of love for Argentina at this World Cup, which I sort of can't quite, quite wrap my head around. But uh, we yes. shall see a lot of people picking them to win. The app I saw said 27%, 27% of they thought Argentina would win, and I'm like, that's not, really, that's not you know... Wrong. I'm the only person in my family so far who hasn't chosen Brazil to win. Fair enough. Um, again, another spoiler alert. And as we do on the podcast, it should go so, go without saying we like going back at the end after things have been run and won to find out exactly how far we got wrong our predictions because that's always fun. Um, group D is the group Australia is in. They are in a group which is almost identical to the group they were in four years ago in Russia. They have drawn France and Denmark again, and France won the 2018 World Cup. But this time, instead of Peru, who Australia knocked out in the last stage of qualification, they've got Tunisia, who are one of the African teams who have qualified this time. Australia have only played an African team in the World Cup once at a World Cup, and that was in 2010, when despite going down to 10 men with Harry Kuehl being sent off for him, for a handball in front of these defensive goals, they managed to get a 1-1 draw against Ghana. So, but um, they did get a draw against Denmark last time and despite being outgunned, only lost 2-1 to France in their first game of the World Cup. Australia's games, Eastern Standard Time, they play uh, uh, France on Wednesday morning, next is 23rd of November at 6am. Playing France Yep, then they've got Tunisia on Saturday 26th at 9pm, so that's a pretty quick turnaround, and their last game of the group is on the morning of Thursday the 1st of December at 2am, that's against Denmark. So, group four, uh, for Australia, a tough, a, a tough group, but I have France coming first with nine points, second... Denmark with six points, third Tunisia with three points, and last Australia with no points. Oh, not a lot of pa- not a lot of faith in the home team shown there by Patrick. He reckons Tunisia, they're not going to get a point. I'm um, pretty sure like Moses. I think I think Australia will finish above Tunisia. I'm going to show faith in the in the the, the green and gold boys, and suggest that they they're going to get uh, a win against get a result against Tunisia if they can somehow get a result against a very good Danish team. Christian Eriksen back in after. Christian Eriksen back in the Danish team after uh, after his troubles and his his health issues that uh, surfaced in the first game of the Euros last year. It's great to see him back Denmark playing for Denmark. Um, usually, Denmark usually have a, like a 
a group where it's easy to get like second or third. Like third in the Euros, it's good enough. That's where they came. They made it through. I don't know how, but they made the semi-finals. But England pretty much destroyed them. But Denmark have yes, like I said, they have an easy luck for them, easy group. So this one, Denmark coming second is, you know, it's not surprising. I don't think Denmark will come first. I don't think anyone but France have a chance of coming first. I mean, France too has the firepower that they shouldn't shouldn't really be troubled in any of these group matches against these teams. Um, they also have the they're not the world. they're not at full strength, but um, yes, well, according to the Ballon d'Or voters, they do because. The best player in the world, according to the Ballon d'Or voters, last their current year was Karen Benzema, the French Life striker is. and captain of Real Madrid. Um, but um, yes, France, the red hot favourites in that group, um, yes. and Denmark, probably warm favourites to get the second spot ahead of Tunisia and Australia. We go to Group E. Yeah, we've got it's our first group with two World Cup winners in it. It's our only group with two World Cup winners. Remembering the four-time World Cup winners, Italy are on their bums watching at home. Um, Group E has Germany, Spain, Costa Rica, and Japan. Patrick, this one presents as a classic obvious two teams going through and obvious two teams not going through, although Costa Rica on their day can be quite plucky. Well, I have Germany coming first with nine points. Yep. And second, yep. I have Japan with four points. Japan! We've got a, we've got a stunning turn of events. Patrick is on the, on the Japanese getting out of this group. Who do the Spanish have anyway? Well, forwards they have. Oh, they've got Olmo. And, Never heard of him. Well, he played at the last World, at the Euros and did really well. So they've got uh, Pau Torres. Happy to concede. Happy to concede. This is Felix. not as strong a Spanish side as we've seen in the past. We've just had a golden generation of Spanish football to sort of finish up. The yes. team that won the 2008 Euros, the 2010 World Cup, and the 2012 Euros famously in that last final in 2012, destroying the Italians, who are known for their defence, 4-0 in the final. Um, but I still think that it's a Spanish team which is full of um, genuine European stars and should get yeah. out of the group ahead of Costa Rica and Japan. Yes, so I've spent them with, with four points. The last Costa Rica, zero points. Costa Rica have got out of a group that looked a little bit oh. like this. I think in 2014 when they were in a group with Italy, Uruguay and England. Yes, England came first. I think the English uh, didn't get out of the group at all, did they? Or? I'm pretty sure they did. Mm. But I think it was England, then Costa Rica, then... Um, no, I don't know about that. We should look it up. Let's look it up. Let's go to the videotape. If uh, everything works. Group stage, that group. So, no, it was Costas. My memory was right. So, they, they were in a group with England, Italy, Uruguay, and Costa, and also, of course, they were in it, Costa Rica. And um, they got, they won the group, and Uruguay was the other team that went through, and England finished last. It's surprising. Costa Rica came first. They did. They're the only team not to lose a game in that group. Um, and then, I think, yes, they, they, <laughs> They I mean, they, they got Greece to the round of 16 and oh, uh, got through on panel and that got through on penalties, but then ran into the Dutch, um, <laughs> who they were a very good penalties. Dutch team and lost on penalties. So they were knocked out in the quarterfinals. Like well, Greece went through because they finished second in a group with Ivory Coast and Japan, and they were in a group with Columbia, which not a very tough group. Tough though. I think Ivory one. Coast probably on on paper would have been. Favoured to get through that group. Anyway, enough reminiscence about the 2014 World Cup. Um, 
I've got Germany, but I've got Costa Rica finishing third. Remember, who did Costa Rica? Japan have like minimum. Kayla Navas, they have a very good goalkeeper. Um, which can often help at major Swan. tournaments uh, with the way international football is played. But group F, probably the team that is the team where we look at it and we think with all that talent, they should be winning World Cups. So that's Belgium. They're in a group with Croatia, who, of course, as discussed, made the last World Cup final. Morocco and Canada at their first World Cup in a long time. Um, finally qualifying out of that CONCACAF group. Um, again, this appears to be a group where there's two clearly strong teams and two clearly not strong teams. And I've got... Uh, what do you think? Well, I've got Belgium finishing Belgium finish points. Morocco and Canada finishing last with an equal one point. Morocco yeah. above last. I, I've not done the points totals, but I've got Belgium winning the group from Croatia, Morocco and Canada. Belgium, again, able to run out a team with and Hazard and um, names like that. So they are a powerhouse and just about on their last chance. If they want to really make the most of this group in international fo- in international football before that generation starts to uh, drift away and they have to sort of rebuild that team, Group G have got the five-time World Cup winning Brazil national team that again looking very strong. They've also yep. we've also got in that group Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon who have been giant killers at World Cups before. Patrick. Um, yep. I take it you've got the Brazil Brazilians winning that group, but what order have you got the other three teams in? Well, I've got Brazil, Brazil finishing... Brazil, yes, Brazil finishing first with nine points. Second, Switzerland with six points. And then Cameroon with one point, And then Serbia with one point. Okay, well, I don't have, I don't have Cameroon finishing above Serbia, but I do have Switzerland in second place in that group, a team that generally plays pretty well at international tournaments and can punch above its weight. So it'll be interesting to see how they go. The Serbians are a solid team, but um, not an outstanding team. And Cameroon, the unknown quantity in that group. Don't. So we will. I will go with Brazil first, Switzerland second, going out of the group with Serbia and Cameroon missing out. And the final group, this is an interesting group. You've got Portugal, probably Cristiano Ronaldo's last chance at winning a World yes. Cup, a team that has been hurt by injury, but a team that is laden with stars. Uruguay, um, a team that has won two World Cups a long time ago, but regularly punches above its weight in terms of population. Um, South Korea, who, uh, along with Japan, are probably the two dominant teams in Asia at the moment. And Ghana. The African team in that group who um, have had some success at World Cups before. Well, I, I um, how have you got that last group, Group H? What order have you got them finishing in? Portugal first with nine points, then Ghana with no points. Well, we've got I another. had South Korea finishing over Uruguay. is very powerful. Yes, it'll be interesting to see if um, he can get on the park for all of their games. Another key player in a key team who has suffered an injury playing club football just before the World Cup, which is a great shame and it'll be good in 2026 where we see these sort of injuries not uh, jeopardising players and teams' World Cup chances. Um, Again, I wouldn't be surprised if this group uh, is uh, not the way we predict and with a team like Ghana, not your regular level for also rounds in a group, this is the sort of group where I think along with probably Group B with England in it, um, where the four teams could fall in any order. But funnily enough, we've 
arrived at the same order, Portugal, to win the group for me. Uruguay second, South Korea third, and Ghana fourth. That gets us to the round of 16. So, um, where have we got differences, Patrick? Who, who have... I've got Netherlands, Senegal, England, US, Argentina, Poland, France, Denmark, Germany, Spain, Belgium, Croatia, Brazil, Switzerland, Portugal, Uruguay going through. Which one? Which one? Which ones have you got different? Which one of those teams have you not got going through? Well, you've got, got Wales going through instead of the US, wasn't that? Yes. Yep. And you've got Costa Rica going through instead of Spain. I've got Japan instead of Spain. Yeah, so Japan instead of Spain. But I think other than that, we've got the same fourteen teams. And you've got Sixteen. Ja- you've got Japan winning their group. Was that correct? Second, actually. Second. Okay, so they've replaced Spain, and Wales replaced the USA for us. But other than that, yep. we've got the same. Teams in the same spots. Um, we go to the round of 16. Yes. Really. So let's just... Um, do we have... The, so the, the eight group winners, I think we had the same eight teams winning the groups. So... Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. So your round of 16 winners, I take it, are the eight group winners. Well, yes, the, they are. Yeah. So for me, I thought this rarely happens. It happened eight years ago in 2014 when all the eight group winners won. But... Um, but I thought there's usually one, um, at least one, one upset in the mix. And who was the most obvious? Well, who was the the likeliest team to cause an upset? So I don't think the Netherlands will lose that first round of 16 match to the USA or Wales. I think the Argentinians have got too much class for Denmark, and I think, quite frankly, and England should be taking care of Senegal. Yes. France should take care of Poland. Um, Brazil-Uruguay presents itself as possibly the match of the round of 16 to South American teams who have uh, a long history of playing each other. Famously, yes. the most famous Brazil-Uruguay game, the 1950 World Cup final in front of 150,000 people at Maracana Stadium in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil when Uruguay beat Brazil at the World Cup to win the trophy. Um I've got Belgium beating Spain. You would have Belgium beating Japan. I think yes. that's fair enough. That so I think that leaves the two matches most likely to cause an upset, and we've got them is either Germany, Croatia, or Portugal, Switzerland. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Croatia beats Germany, but the upset I've got is Switzerland beating Portugal. Yep. Now to the quarterfinals. To the quarterfinals. Well, I take it. Have, uh, my, so the quarterfinals I've got at this stage are Netherlands versus Argentina, Germany versus Brazil, England versus France, and Belgium versus Switzerland. Who do you have winning? So I've got Argentina beating the Netherlands. Yep. I've got Brazil beating Germany. Yep. I've got France beating England. Yep. And I've got Belgium beating Switzerland. Well, I've got the Netherlands beating Argentina. Yep. Germany losing to Brazil. Yep. England losing to France. Yep. And Belgium losing to Portugal. Portugal. So you got Portugal in the same. So you got three of the full sort of same semi finals. So I've got Argentina playing Brazil and France playing Belgium, and you've got France playing Portugal. Yes, and I've got Brazil. And you've got Netherlands playing Brazil because you think the Netherlands are going to beat Argentina. Yes. Yeah. So okay. Um, do we? So I've got Brazil beating Argentina and France beating Belgium. Do you have Brazil and France making the final as well? Yes, I do. So if you've kept and I kept a, a whole an idea on all that and kept a track on all that, you're probably doing better than I am. Um, so Brazil versus France. got the same final. Yep. And you're backing the French. Yes, I And I'm suggesting it's going to be a sixth World Cup uh, for the Brazilians. Their squad looks very good. They've left 
probably a team that could probably make the, the quarterfinals at home. And I just think this is one of those Brazilian squads that just looks strong. It looks strong everywhere on the park. Um, and they haven't been hurt. They haven't been affected by injuries Not going France, into the tournament. Francis, France are missing two of their most important <laughs> midfield players in N'Golo Kante and oh. Paul Pogba. They certainly have reinforcements, but not of that quality. <coughs> and I also think that there is a clear advantage between Brazil and France in the between the sticks. Where Brazil, you've got Allison as the number one and Edison as the number two, That's two great. absolutely world class goalkeepers. While I don't really rate Hugo Lloris, the French captain, as a world class goalkeeper, and I think. Um, that's another question mark for the French. So yes. I'm going for Brazil over France in the final. You are going for France over Brazil. Yes. Third place, I have the Netherlands losing to Portugal. What do you have, Argentina or Belgium? No worries. I in the th- I got Argentina and Belgium. Who would I pick to finish third place? I'd probably. I'd see, these are the matches. The third place playoff seems to be the matches Belgium are pretty good at winning. So I'll go for Belgium yes. in third place over Argentina. We've worked it out. Who's going to win the gold boot? Who's going to score the most goals at the World Cup? Usually good to pick a player who's playing... Deep bit of the tournament. My awards are, well, I've got the golden boot, Kylian Mbappe, player of the tournament, Kevin De Bruyne, and the golden award to Alice. Golden boot? Um, I've got Mbappe winning the golden boot. Yes. Because the France are going to play them in the tournament, and um, the golden glove go to Alison as well. So. What about the player of the tournament? The player of the tournament... Um, I had a very long, hard think about this. You had a long, hard think about this, but it normally is a player who plays on the team that wins, I think. The, but having said that, the player of the tournament last time, was it Modric? Was it someone yes, from Croatia? Modric. Yeah, and the, he, he, he then turned that into a, a Ballon d'Or. Um, yes. I'm going to go absolutely left field here. Yep. Yep, and I'm going to suggest the player of the tournament is going to be Brazil's Bruno Gomer United. I just think they will, they will, they will, they will contr- control the midfield. And I'm just going to go completely in right field, just getting you know a hundred to one shot to pick as the player of the tournament. Yes, sir. what's its name? What's its name? Against what's his name? I don't know. <laughs> Who did you have as player of the tournament? Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Okay. That guy versus Kevin De Bruyne. I think Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously win. Yep. So I've got like I've got I put it down a whole team of the tournament. I don't think a team of the tournament. Win. Here we go. Let's go. Maybe your team. I haven't Africa. got a team of the tournament. So let's just listen to Patrick's. Uh, it's a four-three-three. Yep. Turns us to the formation that people should win. Yep. Goalkeeper Allison, left back Alex Sandro, who's Brazilian. Yep. Centre back Kula Bali of Senegal. Yep. The other centre back is Van Dyke of the Netherlands. Big Verge. The right back is Alexander. England. Oh, it would be nice to see him play, but I think that's uh, that's uh, I think I think I personally think Trent's going to spend a lot of time watching during the. I think the English coaches go, hey, that guy's good. For the centre defensive mid, I've got Rafinha who plays for Brazil. That's centre mid. Uh, the other def- the defensive mid I have is Fabinho, who plays Brazilian. Yep. Centre mid, the other centre mid is De Bruyne, yep. who plays for Belgium. The left wing, Gabriel Jesus. The striker, Harry Kane, who plays That's a pretty good team. Who plays team. for France. <laughs> so, what do you reckon the chances are that Australia are going to win a game during the World Cup? Do you think they can beat Tunisia? Obviously, you had them finishing last, so you don't think they're more likely than not? Uh, I think Tunisia are better. They have a stronger team. They have more. They've made more World Cups. I'm pr- I, I'm pretty sure that Mahrez is. Ch- 
Mahrez is Algerian. Oh. Well, pretty, I, I know, I've heard of some good Tunisian good forwards. Well, I think, I hope that the Australians can get it. I've only ever got out of the group once at a World Cup in 2006. Um, but it was a group with one dominant team. So this oh, is the sort of, so that that's sort of the way to go. And they also won, but they won that first game, and that, that they're going to be struggling this time around because that first game is against France. But well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to who we think is going to finish where in the World Cup. It starts soon on Monday morning Australian Eastern Daylight Time, and all the games are live and free on SBS. So until next time on the podcast. Here you go, though, saying thank you, Patrick, for joining me. You're welcome. And we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Here you go with that saying.